Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, we do thank you for this night's Bible study. That you would speak to our hearts and our minds your words of truth. That these sins will sink deep down in our hearts. We give you the praise, glory, honor, and blessings for all things. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, Brother Shane. days, getting closer to home, praise the Lord, it's amazing the day at work, I'm seeing food still going up, 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 even our department, I did about almost a hundred price changes, and the prices went from 20 to 40 cents up, and that's compounding weekly, so we're in some times, like we're here, we're basically in a recession. Thank the Lord that we can be sanctified and separated. Amen. Amen. Be thankful. Amen. Uh, constantly striving to have a uh, pure mind, pure heart, and a pure love toward one another, first toward God, then we can have it toward one another. Hopefully tonight maybe it can impart some more uh, understanding unto you in these days and times we are here because we're maturing as Christians. As we mature, we are to glean more out of the word because the body of Christ and the image of Christ should be coming clearer and clearer. Even though we do look through a glass darkly, but the closer we get to him, the more we can see him. He's more than what the world is teaching out there. He's not flat as this piece of paper, but he, he has length, width, height, and depth. And it's amazing, amazing to, to uh, serve a living Savior. Amen. Amen. Ever living Savior. Let's turn to John 1 1 and look at that scripture. So, some scripture, you know, it's good as we mature in Christ, the more things jump out of the pages at us. You know, sometimes I, I've read this. Uh, 38,000 times, but the 38,000 at the one time, all of a sudden something goes off. That's the good thing about being in Christ, you know, since he has an endless life, there is endless life with him, endless understanding. You know, we may never, not all attain it, but that's a good thing. That keeps us striving. It keeps that appetite going within us. keeps that hunger just building in us. John 1.1. 1, 1 says, in the beginning, basically, we can just look at that and say the start of all things. Basically, what it says, in the beginning was the what? Word. Was the word, huh? A word. Just like the communication we speak. Just as, you know, the, the, the battles and thoughts in our minds always start with words. Amen. Amen for it. Sometimes images is foreign. There's always a phrase. Or something spoke in our mind as words. And it's according to how we react to these words. It's according to how it's going to play out and manifest itself in this life, in this time. But it says, in the beginning was the word. Nothing else, just word only. In the beginning, that's all that stood there was word. And it says, and, this, and the word, the word it's talking about that was in the beginning, was with God. Talking about it was a possession. It was right beside him. It was in his behold, part of him. Word was with God. Then it goes on and says, and the word was God. Hmm. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. It says the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Who? This word. Things spoken 
and they came to being. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Let's go back to the beginning. Genesis chapter 2. And listen how the word reads. This is, is, this is beautiful. You know, if you just read it fast and you don't take time to meditate it, you won't see it. But again, it'll, it'll speak of God the Father and God the Son at the same time in this verse. Genesis 2 and 3. Let's start at verse 1. It's amazing. It, it ties in t- to how much we uh, love to have our rest day. That the Lord made for us. Thus the heaven and the earth were finished. And all the host of them. This was in the beginning, huh? And it says, On the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And it says, And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. Like we read, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And it says, and God blessed the seventh day, and he sanctified it, he set it apart. Because that in it, what? Blessing the sanctif- and sanctifying and resting in the seventh day. Because that in it, what is the it? We always got to He had rested from all his work, which God. Now, can you hear the scripture speaking of Jesus and God in the same verse. And because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Amazing verse, huh? You really look at it, you'll see, ah, that's Jesus in the beginning. That's the creator spoken of in the beginning on the holy Sabbath day. Revelation 19. Talking about this word. Because it's an amazing time we're in. We're encouraged to get this word in our heart. And if we get this word in our heart, it will come out of our mouth. This word is a creating word. This word beholds all things. It consists of all things. Revelation 19.13 It says, And he was clothed with the vesture, dipped with blood. And his name is called what? The Word. word. What? The Word word of God. The the thing that created all things. The thing that spoke and it was, huh? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. They want to turn uh, this creator into three beings, but the word does not say three beings. I mean, from Genesis to Revelation, he's all one. And he is the word. Ephesians 3, starting at verse 8. Nice little Bible study here. says, unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, Paul speaking here, is this grace given, what? That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And, it, and what is he going to teach and preach? And what is his desire to make all men see? What is the fellowship of the mystery? Which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God. What? Who created all things. How? By Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Why? To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. And building on that, let's go to Colossians chapter 1. Establishing a basis here. 
we can add on to our little, our little knowledge of who God is. Amen. Because God is more than more and more than we can ever fathom him to be. Probably in this lifetime and the life to come. Colossians 1.16. And it's a beautiful thing when I read all this. It, 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 it's exciting. It's exciting to serve God, the creator. Jesus, the word. And the same word that he wants us to read and the same word he wants us to put in us and the same word he wants to manifest out of us. Amen. Because he is a creator. Amen. And it is the word that done the creating, as we will see. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. It said visible and invisible. And it says whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him. Then it says, and for him. And it says in 17, and he, the word, is before all things. And by him, the word, all things consist. So it's amazing to those that are without word, that are without Christ or without God, they are scattered. That their minds are not together. That they, they, they really don't consist. That they're going crazy. They can't hold on to nothing. They have no hope here. Have no hope in this life. They're walking in death. But we that are in Christ, we do consist. Because of the word that is within us. That is the same word that keeps us. And he is the head of the body. This word. The body, the church. Who is the beginning. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And he is the head of the body. The church who is the beginning. The firstborn from the dead. That in all things he might have the preeminence. Like we read in John 1, 3. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Talking again about this word. Let me read you something out of Psalm 33. Psalm 33, 6. Again it says, by the word of the Lord. By what? By the word. The same word that's in us, huh? The same creator that abides in us. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. And all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Hebrews tells us. Through faith. We understand that the worlds were framed. By what? The word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Do your words appear? Mm. Isaiah chapter 55. Getting to a point here. I know it's a lot of reading, but it's working to something. It's working to something good. And we got our Holy Ghost hearing on. It might click. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I think the Lord wants us to get to this understanding. It might help us in the manifestation of miracles and the manifestation of healings and the more in, in, in the strength of, the, of casting out of devils. Isaiah. 55 starting in verse 8. And the Lord says, For my thoughts, and his thoughts are words, are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. It says, For I the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And it says, For as the rain cometh down, and as the snow from heaven returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, 
and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. And what is this? The word. Amen. We know Jesus come out from the Father. And he did all that the Father commanded him to. And he returned unto the Father, not void. Amen. Amen. Again, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Amen. And in John 1.14 we read. Line upon line, here a little, there a little, precept upon precept, precept upon precept. John 1, 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now knowing that we have this word in us and we knowing now we have a, an understanding what the word can do and what the word has done, let us understand a little bit about binding and loosening now. John chapter 20. It's amazing if you take the, the time to read about John, the book of John, it does herald Jesus as the creator, as the God Almighty, as the Father Almighty. I know each one of the Gospels takes every aspect of his being. John chapter 20, I think it is. Starting at verse 19. says that then that same day at evening began the first day of the week when the doors were shut the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews so we know that Jesus again has been crucified and risen in this account they were assembled for fear of the Jews came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them peace be unto you <coughs> And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. When they saw the word, amen, made flesh. Then said Jesus to them again, peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. What did he say? As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. So here's a key here to the Holy Ghost. When you receive the Holy Ghost, then you are sent. Then he, after he said this, now receive ye the Holy Ghost. There's a pivot here and there's something he's pushing here. Even though they didn't receive the Holy Ghost until the upper room. But he was breathing on them. like, And maybe it's that same sound they heard in the upper room. That caused them to recall when the Lord breathed on them. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. And after that he said receive ye the Holy Ghost. And he says, whose so ever sins ye remit. Talking about us, the disciples. They are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Matthew 18.
The Lord said, and you say, I'll receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Matthew 18, starting at verse 15. Now we have that power, as we heard, that Jesus told us after he said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whatever sins you retain and whatever sins you remit, they are remitted. And whatever sins you retain, they are retained. But look here, Matthew 18, 15. It says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone, and he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee two, take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every what? Word, Word may be established. And this is Jesus talking here, the word. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church, which is his body, right? But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Then he continues his thought here. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. I believe the Lord is talking here. Your brother has trespassed against you. And it's in your heart and your duty to go tell your brother that he's trespassed against you. Because in that trespass, not only he is bound, but you are bound. You are bound in who him and love. But he is bound now by that sin. But he will not be loosed of that sin until somebody goes to him and he receives of that. Just as the woman that was brought, caught in the act of adultery, she had her accusers bring her bound, throwed her before the Lord. And they're trying to accuse her before the Lord. And she was bound by that accusation, just as we can bind each other by our own accusations, by our own words, by our own action, by our own hatred, by our own bitterness. We're bound, and the Word cannot do what it should perform to do. It's bound, and it will not do what it's supposed to do. But if thy brother hear thee and repent, then he not only you are loosed, but he is loosed. So that's what the Lord is telling us here. Just as a woman, when Jesus looked up, when Jesus said, Is there any of you have no sin among you? Let them cast the first stone. And them being convicted in their own hearts, they couldn't do it. So they had to loose the woman. Then Jesus looked up, Where are thine accusers? Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin. No more. She was loosed. She was loosed. So what did he tell Peter? And what did he tell us? And he in Matthew 16. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Heather. So here's a little key here on binding and loosing. Let's go to John chapter 14. Let's go John chapter 13, starting at verse 31. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, 
and shall straightway glorify him. Say, little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. And by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have love one to another. Do you see how Jesus' love towards the woman that was commit, caught in the act of adultery loosed her? John, I mean John chapter 14 now. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, and, and I know... The scriptures talks about whose house are we in that sense. We're learning to build this house so we can go live in his house. But he says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place and every one of us has a place that is of the children and disciples of God. According to his word. His word has went forth and it has done this. Because you are here sitting because the word went forth and it's accomplishing what it's sent forth to do. You're consisting now because of the word. Praise the Lord. I go to prepare a place for you. And it says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. Then it says, and whither I go, ye know. But he told the Jews, whither I go, thou cannot follow me now. But thou shalt follow me afterwards. But he says, I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Then Thomas going, what in the world are you saying, Lord? Lord, we know whither thou goest. We know not whither thou goest. And how canst we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way. I am the life. I am the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Then he says unto Thomas, if ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. That's why I don't know why so many of these sects are rising up in these last days trying to leap over the sun and leap over the spirit and just go straight to God. When the scripture says you got to know the son to know the father. You got to know the word, that thing that came out from the father and was made flesh to know who the father was. And you won't know that and you won't follow that and you won't be a disciple and you won't be witnesses unto me after that. The Holy Ghost, that Holy Spirit which was in him is in you. Amen. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father. The Word, the Word, the Word. And, have, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Everything you see me do, the miracles and everything you see me do, that was the Father. Amen. Then here's Philip again. Philip, this time. Lord, show us the Father. And it's the Father. Oh, Lord, just come, come on. Just break us down a little bit more. We can understand this. And what will please us. And Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that seen me has seen the Father, and the Word became flesh. You've seen what the Word did. And sayest thou then, Show us the Father? It says, Believest thou not that I am in? Just like you are in this building right now. Jesus says, I am in the Father. And then he goes, turn around and says, The Father is in me. This as us. 
We're in him, and he's in us. How can that be? It's a great mystery, huh? Believe not that I am in the Father and the Father in me, question mark. He says, the words that I speak unto you. What do he say? I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, but the word that dwelleth in Jesus. What, does he, what doeth the works? The word does the works. He doeth the works. Says, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Lord's pleading, boy, much love just coming out. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Why? Because he was in the Word, and the Word was in him, and he was the Word. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Why? Because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, why? that will I do. Why? 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 That the Father may be glorified in the Son. That the word may abound even more. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And his name is the Word of God. Amen. Then he goes on and says, If you love me now, keep my commandments. Amen. Then he keeps on. He's continuing saying he's talking about a place. He's talking about a house. Then he's talking about abiding in him and he abiding in you. Then he's talking about this love. <clears throat> if you love me, keep my commandments. And if you do that, and I will pray what? The Father. I, I will not pray to the Father. And of the Father, I will pray the Father. I will Amen. pray the Father. Amen. And He shall give you another comforter. Right. Notice how the word, and I will pray the Father. He's going to pray the Father. Amen. And He shall give you another comforter. Why? That he may abide with you how long? Forever. Even what? The spirit of truth. Amen. Why? Whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. Yes, we do. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I go to prepare a place in my father's house are many mansions. And we're starting to understand this great room house that the Lord has. Because we're in, we in him and he in us. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He said that where I am, there you may be also. Why? Because of the comforter. Because of the Holy Spirit. Yet... A little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day, what? At that day when you receive the Holy Ghost. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Why? When the Comforter shall be in you. And it says, He that hath my commandments. Now, he said there is a day coming when he's going to write their commandments, the laws in their hearts and in their minds. And in he that hath my commandments, we have these commandments written in us because of the Holy Ghost, because of the Holy Spirit. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And because you do that, you, have the, you keep them and you show forth them and you obey them. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. That's why the word is constantly manifesting himself to us. Because he loves us. Because he's in us. 
That's the only way we can see the manifestation because this world cannot see him. That's why we're strangers and pilgrims. We're weird-looking people. Then Judas saith unto him, not because of us, because of what's in us. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, <laughs> he will keep my words. And my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. There's the house. There's the mansion. There's making places. Because he's doing it this time to show forth, to bring us into the time to come. Amen. He does it in order. He has an order. He's always had an order from the beginning. And he's manifesting his love in such a profound way and in such a profound way in this hour. And we can lose it. We just, we, we lose sight. If a man love me, he will, love, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me, he that loveth me not, Keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. <clears throat> These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But then again it says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Just as he said in the beginning. Of John 14. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. John chapter 15. A little Bible study here. Now, you know, I've been just going through John 13, the end of John 13, 14, 15, 16. It's been like two months I've been in this. And it's still feeding and feeding and feeding. It's like a, 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 a vine that's continually just yielding fruit and fruit and fruit and more fruit. John chapter 15. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. It says, abide in me. Again, and I and you still continuing that same thought, same understanding. Bite in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. As Jesus said, hey, I came from the Father, and the Father's in me, and the things I do, I don't do it of myself, but I do it because I'm attached to the Father. And the things we do, because we're attached to the Lord. We're attached to the Word. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Without him, as the word says, we can do nothing. Except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. He says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. So who's doing this work? The word in us. Amen. We got to manifest it. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth, cast forth as a branch and is withered. Men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. But it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Like he said again, whatever sins we retain, we retain them. Sometimes it's to our detriment. But if we remit them, as the scripture says, come to the elders and pray for you. If there be any sins, it shall be forgiven. So we have that power, huh? 
retaining and remitting. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. It says, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. And yes, he has. Hallelujah. And the same love, he says, continue ye in my love. Then again, he's there again. Like the pastor says, one string banjo. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. If we keep his commandments, his love is there sheltering us. His love is there as a pavilion for us. His love is there as a hiding place for us. Even as I have kept my father's commandment, and I abide in him. His love. It says, These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you. Hallelujah. Amen. And that your joy might be full. Yes. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends. Jesus says to us, you are my friends. If ye do so whatsoever, I command you. So the law is done away with, huh? Not with us. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. No wonder David cries, I love thy law. Because it keeps me. I mean, I'm walking in dark places. Don't know where I go, but thou knowest where I go. Because you walked before me, Lord, so you know where my footsteps should go. These things have I spoken to you that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. And ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. And thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Speaking unto this, all things that he has heard the Lord. Amen. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained. We're ordained saints. You, that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. And whatsoever you shall ask of my Father, ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you that you want again, again, that ye love one another. Then he says in this love, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. It says if you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hateth you. And that's where we should be comforted in Jesus' words. He's letting us know beforehand. If they hate us. Hey, don't worry. The world's hated me even before you came and started eating, drinking, and breathing. Then in 20 it says, Remember the word that I said unto you. The word. The servant is not greater than his Lord. It says, if they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. But why? Why? Because we're loving? They're going to persecute us for this love? They have, if they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they, have kept, if they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. They know not the Father. They know not the Word. And he says, If I had not come and spoken unto them, and if we do not come and, and, and manifest the life of Christ, and manifest the Word that is within us, they had not had sin. But since we're now living in this time of evil, time of destruction, and we're manifesting Jesus, but now 
They have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no other man did, they had not had sin. Here we're casting out devils, healing the sick, raising the dead. Why? Even this and this manifestation of God is showing forth also what sin is. If I had not done among them the works which no other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and, and hated both me and my father because of the works. But this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. And again he says, but when the comforter, <laughs> praise the Lord, is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And that's what they hate. Yes. The testimony of us. And ye also shall bear witnesses because ye have been with me from the beginning. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Because he, he, He's speaking these things to us that we might not, that we should not be offended. They're going to put us out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father, nor me. They have not known love, as we're learning. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, she, ye may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. Now, I go my way to him that sent me. And none of you asketh me. Whither goest thou? But because I have said these things unto you, now sorrow has filled our hearts, and we should not be sorrowful. He, he's saying he, he has a, an intent that our, that our joy may be full, the same joy that he has in him to tell us these things to come. But now he says sorrow has filled our hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Why? The comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. And then it says, to wrap it all up, when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin. This comforter, this Holy Spirit, this Holy Ghost, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Why? One thing, of sin. Why? Because they believe not on me. And they didn't even believe on Jesus when they saw the lame walk. The blind received their sights. The lepers were cleansed. And they hated him the more. Just as so they're going to do in this hour when the works of Christ is even manifested even more. And it's not going to be of our own works, but somehow, some way, we've got to get into speaking this word which is not of us. And this word is the thing that's going to do the works. Amen. It will do the works. If we doubt not. The Lord said, hey, go ahead. Prove me at my word. I mean, and one thing that pleases the Father, you know, if he has said it, and then if it is bring up back to him, he's going to perform it. And he loves to perform it. He wants to manifest his word. All he needs is that, that venue of faith from us, that belief from us to let it manifest. So that the, he that is in us and he, we that are in him can perform that. Amen. That the word will go forth and accomplish what it's set forth to do that was been said from the beginning. Because yes. there's got to be a difference between, made between light and dark, good and evil. Yes. And here we are in, in the mix of this whole thing being ambassadors and witnesses and servants and friends just for this sake. And because we receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost in us, they hate us. And the works we do, 
They're not hating us. Actually, they're showing their hatred toward God, and God's got to make this known. This has got to come to pass so that all men will be without excuse. And we've been called to this purpose. So it's not our words that's going to speak. We can come up with our own conclusions, go through our own theological seminaries. We can get our own dictionary and, and own Greek concordances and everything and speak from that and nothing happens. But if we speak the word only, it will perform what it's set forth to do because he said it will. And I've seen it do it many times. Amen. And when he has come, this Holy Spirit, the one that speaks of him, the word, that manifestation of the word, when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. And of judgment. Why? Judgment must come to into this. Because of the Holy Ghost in us? Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. And welcome to this judgment. Welcome to the war. There's no discharge in this war. You're being called to a mighty purpose. (coughs) And the Lord says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. But he says, and I'm not going to keep them from you, but the time when you're able to bear them, He'll make them know. That's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, bless y'all. Praise the Lord. Give God thanks in all things because he wants us to be a thankful people. We've got so much to be thankful for, I tell you the truth. The thing, power over sin is amazing. Glory. Praise the Lord. May we continue and abide in his love. And we continue and abide in his commandments and keep his commandments. And in this, we'll be in his shield. And we'll be in that hedge of protection. Praise you, Lord, Pastor. Hallelujah. Good Bible study. Father, we thank you for that word. We do pray that these sayings sink deep down in our hearts so we'll be a performer of your word. Give us the strength by the power of the Holy Spirit to minister to our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus, we'll glorify you. Amen. Amen. You have a good night.